mistake. Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Devye Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindebhyo Sarva Lokaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmaracharya Prayantam Vande Gurum Paramparam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarva Dharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Jai Ma <coughs> So a few weeks ago we were, uh, we've been reading back and forth from the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, continuing our many years of classes or just reading word by word through an 18,000 verse text. Uh, and then we started, some, uh, four or five, a couple months ago, we started uh, also speaking on the Kali Sasranama, the thousand names of Kali. And so now we've kind of been going back and forth. And partially because is the uh, uh, we're a Kali temple and we don't get a chance to speak very much, except during, the, during Navaratri we would speak on the Chandi. That was our time to speak on the Divine Mother tradition and the philosophy of uh, Shaktism and Tantra and, and Puja and those type of things and, those, and, and the ancient stories of Devi, Mahishasura, killing the Mahishasura, Shumba, Nishumba, Chan, uh, 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 Shumba, Nishumba, who's Chanda and Munda, all those important stories. And, but because our, 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 the crowds got too big, it seems to be a problem. Whenever we do something, crowds get too big and we can't do it anymore. Right. So the crowds got too big during our Navarachi satsangs. We were getting 100 people every night for 10 nights, for the, or, or 9 nights for just for the, for the classes. It became very, a little bit popular. Uh, and yagyas were doing like this. And so we had to stop them. And then some years passed and we never got a chance to really speak about the goddess directly. So uh, we began to kind of weave in the thousand names of Kali. So each name reveals so many important things. So that will go on. We can that will go on for years, hopefully. Our Bhagavatam discussion has been going on for I think nine years or something, something like that. It's a lot of, and we've covered a lot of ground, a lot of philosophy, a lot of incredible stories. And my Guru Maharaj told me actually when I was telling, he he told me to give classes on Bhagavat. He says that, and he gave a very nice. He says actually the highest Bhagavat Bhagavatam is unique. He himself likes to speak on Bhagavatam a lot. He has a few stories that are that are his main stories, illustrate certain important points. He says that actually it's a, the the all yoga philosophy is in the Bhagavatam, all Sankhya philosophy, highest Vedanta, Advaita Vedanta is in the, uh, the highest devotion, uh, and it's told in and the highest philosophy, very complicated philosophical points, but often they're told in 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 forms of these stories, ancient stories. So it's easy to grasp, but also sometimes within the story, there's characters who stop what they're doing and start having a very deep philosophical discussion. Sure. Right? All of a sudden, like you know, two, two guys walk in, walk into the forest. They meet a third person, and they ask a question. Pretty soon, is 40 verses on Vedanta or on Sankhya philosophy. So you're you're when you least expect it, you get a dose of philosophy, right? So while while, in, while presenting highest sentiment, highest devotion, conception of devotion. 
It's also there's a lot of philosophical understanding. And that's an important, like right now we're finally, after many years, we've gotten to the 10th skanda, the 10th book of the Bhagavatam, which is where the core of Krishna Lila is spoken. Uh, and it's said in the tradition, the traditional understanding of the, uh, the way the Bhagavatam is studied is that you have to read and understand and study the first nine skandhas before you get to the 10th skanda. Right? And, and the reason for that, we've discussed this many times, but we just... Uh, to, background to uh, we enter our verses the reason for this is that so we don't misunderstand we have to have a lot of understanding before we get to the point to understand what these stories are what we, the stories are telling we, otherwise it, the, the likelihood of misunderstanding is very very high right because before we can understand the story of Krishna and the gopas and the gopis right you have to understand many things right you have to understand the difference between the body and the soul right the difference between matter and spirit Right. Uh, otherwise, just that simple thing. Right. And 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 that when these stories get told, you you if you if you think if we if we think we're the body and we think and we don't understand the between matter and spirit, of course we even philosophically we have to have some little understanding. But if until you if you identify with the body and material consciousness, when you hear these stories, you'll interpret them materially. Right. And 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 so oh, Krishna is just like me. Right, and I'm not that great. Right, I'm I'm a, I'm a low level. So for you'll start super imp- and and you'll misunderstand these stories, right? And so like uh, something we've mentioned in the past, and Swami Omananda mentions almost every year I go, he says before many avatars stories told before Krishna avatar, Narishinga, Varaha, uh, uh, Hayagriva, uh, uh, um, uh, so many rishis and saints. Uh, and also Ram Ram Lila is told in a very short, simple way, very pardon, half dozen verses. The whole Ramayana is told in a brilliant way, right? He says, "Why is Ramayana told?" He says that you, you have to understand you have to understand all these avatars and all these, especially Ramayana and Lord Ram. Otherwise, you're guaranteed to misunderstand Krishna Lila, right? You can see many there's many people and many gurus like, "Oh, I am Krishna and you are Radha. Let us enjoy Rasa Lila." Right, you know, and everything gets spoiled. Right, nobody says, "I am Ram, you are Sita. Let's go do tapasya." Right, it's not. That story is not e- as easy to mis uh, uh, to um, misuse, right, and manipulate, right. It's uh, because it's so. You have to understand about Dharma. You have to, what Dharma is, what matter is, what our duty is, what, and then and step by step. Then, then now we now we finally we get to the birth of Krishna. Now we're in, in, in the childhood pastimes of Lord Krishna. Uh, uh, but who is Krishna, right? That's the thing we have to understand. So if you don't understand who Krishna is, it's like if you don't if you don't understand who Ram is, you won't understand Ram Lila. If you won't understand who Krishna is, you won't understand Krishna Lila, right? If you, you don't understand who Narasimha is, you won't understand Narasimha Lila, right? Otherwise, just a monster. Narasimha is just a monster if you don't understand that that's this Vishnu, this is God, right? That ancient story about a half with the head of a lion, the body of a man ripping apart a demon. That's I mean I, that used to be on the, on the um, there was a there was a punk ram, a hardcore punk band called. Megs, and on their album cover, right, was a picture of Narashinga, right, and it was, and they were devoted, they're devotees, but they're, they're like, ah, you know, that type of music, <laughs> screaming into the microphone of them tearing down the machine, you know. Uh, uh, uh. I used to work at a record store in my youth, right, and after after high school, and I remember that album was like, wow, Narashinga, Lord Narashinga is on an album cover, right, and I showed it. To, I, there was a, a fellow uh, employee who was a full. She was our expert. I was the expert on classical and jazz in, in, our, in our record store as I know I knew and she was the expert at punk and heavy metal <laughs> so I figured she let's see what she thinks about this album and I showed her the album I said, oh my god that's horrible they should they should make those type of album covers illegal they shouldn't do that type of it was like so gross to her 
And I was just thinking, just just to see, like, there's a picture of God. If you don't know this, you don't know who it is, and you don't you won't get the, you won't won't understand it. If you don't understand that who Kali is, this is also this is a, this is an image of God. You say, oh, she's a monster, right? You don't you won't interpret. So it's, of course, Krishna doesn't act as a monster, but you say, oh, he's a man, right? If you think he's a he's just he's just a human being, then you say, well, then you then, oh you don't know you don't think he's God, then he's just a man, in which case. He's not a very then, then the, the stories are very complicated. What type of man is he? As soon as he's God, the stories take on a whole different meaning, right? So back in there's a found, um, foundational verse in the first skanda, and it's a very it gives a, it gives a, 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 the names of um, I think if I remember 26 or 46 avatars of Vishnu, right? A, a, a long list, right? Many important uh, many and and it says there is actually this is not an exhaustive list. There's as many avatars as there are drops of water from the eternally uh, flowing waterfall. So it's unlimited. In the incarnations of God, we don't. Most of them, we don't. They're not all here. They're not all now. There are other planets in the future and all kind. You know, realms and you know, like this. Right? And uh, uh, then it has a famous line, and it's usually used in a sectarian way. It's not, but you have to understand it in a couple different ways. It says, "Krishna tu Bhagavan Swayam," right? But Krishna is. Bhagavan Swayam, he's the original Bhagavan. So it's used and sometimes and sometimes used as a as a clubbing verse against other people. This, but but he's really really these other incarnations are just incarnations of Krishna. But actually Krishna is also listed as one of the incarnations. Right? But the book is about Krishna. And that is one of the meanings of it. There's a sectarian line, right? But it's also a deeper thing. Is that but if you understand really the whole Bhagavatam and all the thousands of verses we've gotten to is to get us to Krishna Lila, who Krishna is. And as soon as you get to Krishna, if you don't know who Krishna is, right, that he's Bhagavan, he's actually the, he's God. All these others are God also, but Krishna is also God. He's the orig- he's Bhagavan Swami. He himself is God. Then you want to understand. Then his childhood, all the things we've read so far, these are just childhood things. So far, he's just done childhood pranks. There's a few near accidents, right? He got sick. You know, some somebody tried to kill him. Seems like somebody, you know, and all these things happen. These are just, I mean, this happened to our kids. Happened to your kids. Happened to. It happened to him, you know, when he was a kid. You know, what's the difference? Why is this significant, right? So uh, these, so that that line is it's an interpretive uh, verse. Krishna too, Bhagavan Swayam, right? When we're hearing about Krishna, we have to understand he's also Bhagavan, right? And so it seems like he's. And so this the story we read a few weeks ago is uh, is the Damodar Lila where Krishna is tied to Krishna, especially being naughty. He's very young at this point. And he's uh, uh, and his his parents or his mom is getting a little bit frustrated with him, uh, uh, and we read this very elaborately. Spent spent a couple, almost two hours talking about it b- before, where finally she, in order to to uh, control him, she ties him to a grinding mortar, right? And we I won't overdo this. Wrote, tell the full story again. It's a very sweet story, and the purport of the story is that the great yogis who've meditated for thousands of years, great transcendentalists, yogis and jnanis. Right, they've never experienced what Mother Yashoda has experienced. It's a simple gopi, right? Being able to tie Krishna up, Krishna because why? It just says he's avyakta, he's without form, he's limitless. He's it says he's he has no beginning, he's the beginning of everything. He has no end, he's the end of everything. How do you tie that? He's the infinite. Krishna to Bhagavan Swami is the infinite, right? So even the act, a little child, the thing of like you know, it's like tying him to your like your your kids freaking out. So you hold them in time into the into the car seat, let them calm down for a little bit. Right? Something that simple, right? How do you tie the infinite? Right? So the story goes, she had a little bit of hard time, but then she allowed he allowed himself to be tied. Therefore how much mercy that God allows himself to be controlled or tied by a devotee. That's the background story for this. And then there's a story attached to it, that not unrelated, we also discussed last time. 
there was two, uh, I tell the story, uh, 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 the background story about two sons of Kubera, right? Um, I have their names here. Uh, Nala Kubera and Manigriva. Kubera is the god of wealth, right? Uh, and he was given that position by Lord Shiva. Let's see, he's over there. <laughs> <laughs> there's directions, right? There's a big pile of directions. Kubera, the god of wealth, or the uh, 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 there's directional. So he's in the in the northern direction. He controls the north direction, uh, and his two sons, because he's son, uh, sons of a wealthy man, are wealthy. They grew up rich, right, and sp slightly spoiled, perhaps, right. But they were devotees. So he, uh, but but so there was some stories in the Bible. Time I said they were they were naked in a river, enjoying with women. Right, there's some romantic behavior uh, with women, and Narada Muni comes by. In other texts, it says that these were his wives. They were they were with their, these two had their wives in the water with them. Maybe the, the stories. Others just say that they were with their groupies. You could say they're they're with their groupies. You know, bad behavior. You know, a little bit loose. And Narada comes by, and the women immediately cover themselves. Some rishis, some some a monk came by, so they covered up. Right, a little bit embarrassed, and also fearful. Monks curse people. Right, that's a problem. If you misbehave, they can curse. They can bless. If you can bless, you can curse. Right, so they get a little nervous. Right, but the the uh, these two sons, uh, the called the Guhikas, the, the two sons of Kubera, they didn't cover themselves up. They were drunk. Right, and then it says actually they weren't drunk on alcohol. They were drunk on, on they were they were drunk. The reason they were drinking alcohol because they were drunk. They were drunk on pride. They were wealthy. They had powerful. They were enjoyment. They were they were important people. So they didn't think that that's why they 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 no considered the rules of morality don't apply to them. So they were drinking and womanizing and and the sage came. They didn't give any consideration. So Narada Muni decided to curse them, but he wasn't a curse. He says in order to bless him, he gave a curse. I'm repeating myself from last time, right? Because he wanted to do good to them. Because actually they're great. They're sons of Kubera. Kubera is one of the devitas, and he's a great a uh, great. Uh, um, uh, son of a um, uh, great devotee of Shiva, and they're great souls, right? But due to money and pollution and 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 being spoiled, there's their nature became spoiled. So he said, let's correct their nature, right? So he says, let them be born, let them lose everything, let them be born as trees, Arjuna trees, right? And and let them be for thousands of divine years, right? Let them and and there's though usually the court the, the in in the in these stories, the curses always match. The crime, right? What are the thing? They were sitting there exposed, exposing, naked, standing naked in public. So let them be naked in public, right? Let them. So there's two trees standing there, all even when it's raining they can't cover. When it's sunny they can't cover, like this, right? So this is an ancient story, and so they, so they, uh, uh, he says in the future, right? Vishnu will take birth as Krishna, he says, right? And Krishna will uh, will knock down those trees and liberate them, right? And there and they'll they'll and they'll realize. Oh, and, 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 and by his mercy, the story says, uh, Narada says, they won't forget what happened. You know, maybe in our next life we become a tree. We won't think of what happened. We'll just think tree thoughts, right? <laughs> slow, just slow. <laughs> yeah. right, you know, uh, but they remembered what, what they did. They n knew what happened. So they were constantly waiting. When will uh, God will liberate me? That's so how the story goes, right? And so... This is where we left off, and, and uh, um, so Krishna. Now, though th those two trees have lived in in, in Vraj in Vrindavan for thousands of years, for a day of Bra for uh, ten thousand years. I forget the exact the exact measurements there, right? For thousands of years, right? Uh, and now Krishna has been tied to this mortar, right? Finally, allowed himself to be tied in that previous story, but now he's now and Mom's gone off to do her work again, 
and so Krishna's look, little boy, he's looking. And I remember one uh, one very nice sannyasi named Varshana Maharaj. He he said the way he told the story, and he said he says those two trees, I can if I crawl, I probably could fit just between them. It's like these two banana trees right sitting next to each other. They grow and grow next to each other. I wonder if I could fit just about my size. You see a little kid thinking like that, right? He said, and so he goes and of course being that he's God, right? Even though he's tied to some big something. It's in, he's walking the whole the, the mortar grinding stone type mortar gets pulled behind him right and when he gets be- he gets between the trees and, and he keeps keeps crawling he says, oh it worked I got I fit right the little kid's mind it fit right and just then you know the two trees and then the, the mortar gets stuck he says, What's that? and he gives a little tug right and the trees break right that's how the Swamiji told and the Swamiji was famous for telling stories with details that aren't in the scriptures Right, and this is not considered. People never, nobody has ever accused the Swami of making it up. Right, that's one of the signs. You remember, Srila uh, uh, Prabhupada said that uh, as you advance, you remember le- you remember leelas that aren't in the scriptures. <laughs> right, you enter into it. You know, he was. You know, he could. He could. It opened up as he he tell. I mean, every he tells stories which way the sun was shining. Right, you know, it's like and he was sitting on the left side. The sun shone through the room, and it's like it's like. And people are just sitting there going, "That's never read that. <laughs> I don't think that's in any book, you know." <laughs> but you know, he. I remember that time. But with the book, what, I'll read what it actually says. Uh, the British, uh, let's see. Some verses I'm going to read from from. from um, I actually only prepared two, three verses to discuss today, but I'll read the a little bit the the story coming into it. Shuka said, "Pronouncing such a curse, the devotee Shinarda went to uh, uh, Narayana Ashram, while the two Guyakas." Nalakubera and Manigriva became two Arjuna trees in the arena of Raja. In order to fulfill the words of the Devarishi, the divine sage, Sri Krishna now moved towards these trees, dragging the mortar to which he had been tied. He thought, the Devarishi is very dear to me. So here's different. Krishna, the reason Krishna did it is not because he just wanted to fit. So, you know, it's, like, it's like that in order to fulfill the words of that of Narada, that sage. That sage is a very great sage. If he said that I should knock down these trees, I shall knock down these trees. Right, if he wants this to happen, I'm doing it. So why is he doing it? He's doing it, doing it out of his love for the for the Rishi. Right? The Devarishi is very dear to me, and these two and these two are the sons of Kubera, a great devotee. Right? I shall therefore fulfill what the Devarishi pronounced. Thinking in this way, the Lord passed between the Arjuna trees, which had grown together close by. As soon as he entered through the interspace, the mortar got stuck crosswise between the trees. As the boy pulled the mortar attached to him, with all force through the interspace between the trees, the tap root were broken, shaken vines all over, including their branches, twigs, and leaves. By the mighty pull of the Lord, they fell down with a tremendous sound, as if they were, as if it were fire lodged within. Two celestial beings, illuminating the corridors by their splendor, emerged from the trees and approaching Krishna and bowing down in all humility and keeping their palms joined in salutation, said as follows. Right. So the next, the next. Um, 32 verses, 30, 33 verses are the prayers of, no, 15 verses or something like that, are the prayers of these Guyakas, the prayers of the, uh, the Guyakas. Okay. So, I have this, I've done, hold on, let me find my verses again. I've sent them to myself. <coughs> now, in the previous of Krishna is tremendous like how the infinite who's Krishna he's the infinite right appearing as if he's a little boy appearing as if he's a man appearing as if something right 
but he's infinite. And so we always start the Bhagavatam discussion with this mantra, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeva. It said it's the bija of the whole Bhagavatam. The, the 18,000 verses are a commentary on this mantra, so the scriptures say, sages have said. And we've, we've mentioned it over and over again, but again we have to mention, Om Namo Bhagavate, we bow to the Supreme Lord, who? Vasudeva. Who's Vasudeva? Vasudeva means the son of Vasudeva. His father was so Vasudeva. So I mean, he's he's the son of somebody is, Vas, is Vasudeva, right? So it means little boy who then grows up, right? He has a career. He has relationships. Eventually, he moves away and gets married to many people and gets involved in in wars and politics. And he's a he's somebody. He's a human. He appeared as a, in human form, right? Historical form. Vas, Vas, the son of Vasudeva, and he's Vasudeva. Also means the one who's the infinite, all-pervading. Vasu means the all-pervading, infinite, inconceivably large, uh, uncontainable divinity. So he's that supreme Brahman, and he's a little boy. He's that supreme Brahman, and he's a young man. He's the supreme Brahman, and he's a prince. He's the supreme Brahman, and he's Krishna's chariot, uh, Arjuna's charioteer. Right. So you have to remember these these two things continuously. Right. Uh, so similarly, though, now we have the infinite being tied, and that's a great, that's a rasika thing. It's full of bhava. You know, how the infinite, by, by the love of a devotee, that the love of a devotee is so great that he combined even God, right? But then the story switches, right, into, uh, into the, uh, uh, the mindset of, of, of a worldly person that needs to be corrected. These two, these two uh, 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 sons of Kubera who were born his, born his curse to be born as trees. And so they get liberated from that. And then what do, so now what, what do they see? They, they get liberated and they see a little boy who's dragging, a, a little tiny boy who's dragging a, a, a mortar behind them, right? And what do they immediately, so what are their prayers? They have, they know, they've been waiting a long time for this. They know the, and they also, they know, they were told in the, in the words of the curse that Bhagavan himself, Krishna, will liberate, will, will free you from the body. So they're waiting thousands of years for that moment when Krishna will, somebody will knock down, the tr knock down their trees and liberate them. So they know, there's no guess. They may not see Krishna as Krishna. They see him a little boy, but they know it's a sign. The person who, who knocks you over and liberates you from, this, from these forms, you know that is Bhagavan, right? So, that, so their prayers are very um, uh, 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 mature. They have thousands of years to think, who is this Krishna? Who is that's going to knock us down, right? They don't know his exact form yet, but now, now they get to see him, right? But they see he's a little boy. I forget the age... Uh, what I mean, we can go through the different leelas, what age he is. I forget what well, Dhammadar Leela, I don't know. Maybe if less than five even, you know. A uh, 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 little boy, little, almost walking, almost crawling. Not exactly walking, that half. The previous story had him just beginning to be able to take a few steps. So this is a little after that, right? A uh, uh, little boy. But they say, what sooner they see, they think, when, when, when all of a sudden they get liberated from this position, they say, Krishna, Krishna, Mahayogi. The first thing they say, right? So they say, Krishna, oh Krishna, oh Krishna. So it's like Mahayogi, the great yogi. Now yogi means different things. So we, you know, we don't see Krishna sitting there meditating as a yogi. At least not, he does eventually, but not, as, not, not at this point, right? But here yogi is somebody who has full power. Siddha, you know, somebody who has a mystic ability, right? So he has to be, because how, how did we know? How did he know that we were stuck in these trees? How did he know the, uh, the, uh, uh, the curse of, of, of Narada uh, thousands of years ago? Right, tens of thousands of years ago. Right, so what power he must have to be able to do this? You know, it must be a great. Yogi. He's you're, you're that great yogi, right? Krishna, Krishna, Mahayogims, Twam Adyaha Purusha Paraha, Twam You, Oh You, Who are you? Adya Purusha Paraha. You are the 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 uh, 
Ajapurushi, the original person, the great being, the original Godhead, right? So it's again, this little boy, I mean, other people, even his mom and dad, I think he's a little boy, right? His friends think he's a little boy. Something special, but everybody thinks their kid's divine, right? And they're both naughty and divine. The mixture of God and demon, every little kid, you know, every, every, every boy. I'm sure I was God and demon. Slowly we get older, the, the mixture changes. <laughs> By the time we, we were 12, 13, we're full demon. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, our moms still remember that we were a little bit divine when we were a little kid, right? So, but so they see a little boy. He's a little boy, but they know they must can't be any regular little boy, right? You are that Adi Purush because they know they were told the person who will liberate you is that supreme, the supreme being in the form of Krishna. A little boy will will liberate you. So, Twam Ajaha Purusha Paraha. Paraha means supreme. You are that supreme person. Aja means original. It means source. The source of everything, right? Uh, or the uh, the f- the first, the source, the primary, all these, the base, all these meaning for Adi Purusha. Uh, paraha, Paraha means supreme. It means beyond. It means transcendent, or means other. So you're not like a normal. You're the the transcendent real, supreme reality, right? And then, very to me, this is the most important. This is this whole section encapsulates this idea. Vyakta vyaktam idam vishvam rupam te brahmana viduhu. Vyakta avyakta idam vishvam. Idam vishvam, this universe, right? You are what? Vyakta avyakta in this universe. Idam uh, 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 vishvam rupam. This, every form, this form of this universe, you are vyakta avyakta. So vyakta avyakta is not an easy thing to say. Actually, the simple definition of vyakta avyakta means speakable and not speakable. Describable or indescribable. Right to say that you are indescribable is not an easy thing to say. Even to say you're indescribable, you're already making a mistake. To call something indescribable, indescribable is describing it. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's already you get. So it's not an easy thing uh, just to say. Oh, he's describable, indescribable. So actually, this many commentaries have been spoken about this. Also, the same line is in the um, Lalita Sasanama. Name. 399 or something, 398, 399 something. Vyakta Vyakta Surupini, one of the Divine Mother's names. She is both Vyakta and Avyakta. Actually, it's, she's Vyakta, Avyakta, and Vyakta Vyakta. There's two different things. Gora Gora Tagore Bio, right? In Shiva Mantra, you're Gora Agor and Tagore Agor, and both Gora and Agor. You are you are describable and indescribable and the combination of these things. You are, this, you are cause and effect and cause and effect. There's all these Vyakta Vyakta, so we have to go into what is Vyakta Vyakta, right? Who is, this is a definition uh, or description of the Adi Purusha, uh, 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 Adi Purusha Para, that supreme, supreme, that supreme person source of everything, what is he in this universe? He's Vyakta Vyakta. So, uh, in Lisa Sahasrama, also in in Vishnu Sahasrama, right, that I actually had to look up today, I didn't remember it, Verse 76 of Vishnu Sahasrama, I forget which name, but in verse 76, uh, uh, it describes also the form of Vishnu, right, and uses this term avyakt, right. Uh, uh, so we have to, scri- so it says, it says, um, uh, uh, Vishvamurti Mahamurtihi, Vishvarup, this universe is your form, that's first name, right. Mahamurti, your form is huge or infinite or great, inconceivable, right. Dipta Murti, your, your form is luminous, light, dipta murti, right? Amurtinam, and you don't have a form, right? So as you start describing, your form is big and great and luminous, and you have no form, right? Because these terms, form, formless, you say God's like this, these are all 
They're, they're already mistakes. We're describing something that's by its definition of yakt. You're giving an, a name to something that by different can't be described. Right? And Vishnu Sasanama has a thousand such names. Kali Sasanama has a thousand such names. Dita Sasanama has a thousand such names. Right? Shiva Sasanama has a thousand such names. Names of the nameless one. It's not that she has, he has, can't say the nameless one because there's a th I've list of a thousand names. I just read four of them just now, right? right? A, a, a name, that, but it's, the, the God has unlimited names, but he's not nameable. She's not nameable, right? It's inconceivable. You can't, and he can't, and you describe, you can't describe, right? Uh, 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 it, uh, so this, this, this little line, Vyakta Vyakta, is a very philosophically important point. And the reason I think it's, a little bit now it gets a little bit a little bit dry philosophy in these verses right i don't find philosophy i find philosophy very juicy not dry but it's a little bit it's not you know he's not dancing with the gopis yet right but when we get to him dancing with the gopis we have to understand who he is right so we don't misunderstand that simple lila that simple act right right so uh, uh so he's his form he's his universe is his form he has a great form his form is full of light and he doesn't have a form amurti right uh uh Anika Murtir. Uh, Anika means un, uh, unlimited. He has un, so many forms. He has no form and he has so many forms. Right? So, it was, of course, we, we describe, we describe there's, there's, there's as many avatars of, of, of Vishnu there are drops of water internal. But also, this universe is form and every form in this universe is his forms. Right? And he has no form. Right? Right? Uh, Anika Murti, Avyakta. Avyakta. Here we get Avyakta. And your form is without, you have unmanifested form. Right? Shatamurti, you have um, thousands or millions of forms. Shatanaha, uh, and thousands of faces. These are very nice little cluster of, 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 of names in the Vishnu Sasanama. Vishwamurti, Mahamurti, Deeptamurti, Amurtinam, Anakamurti, Avyaktaha, Shatamurti, Shatan, Satananam. Let's see here. So avyakta, avyakta. So avyakta, to avyakta means to speak, or words avyakta is to describe, to speak, like that. Um, so a simple avyakta means that which is describable. Avyakta means that which is indescribable. So that's, so that's two different categories of stuff. Things we can describe, and some things are beyond our ability to describe. So it says the the, the knower is actually the final line of that of the verse. It says avyakta, avyakta, iram vishvam. Rupam te Brahmana Vidhu. Brahmana Vidhu means the knowers of Brahman or the knowers of the Vedas. Either the Rishis, the sages, the wise people, or the Rishis, sages, wise people, and enlightened people. Brahma, uh, Brahmana Vita means all these things. Right? They should be the same, but they're not always. Some of them are different categories. Right? Uh, Brahmins aren't always sages. Sages don't know. You know, there's all kinds of things. But those who know say this about you. So the ones who know you say that you that we can't that you're everything that, that you describe that everything we can we can say things about you and we can't say anything about you vyakta avyakta the uh, so describable and indescribable and so you can see what does that mean that 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 God's infinite we can't be described and, and as well as God's manifest that can be described it's a simple meaning also like you I can describe you right I can see you I can see your form your murti describe you're looking like that you have certain tattoos like but also there's much in you I can't describe there's much things I don't know there's so much in you that unknowable, right? So there's there's much there's also not only God's infinite can't be described, but also God's hidden. Not we don't have the ability, right? And so even when we say we've talked about this before, when we when we say something about something, it seems as if we're describing, giving our knowledge, we're actually describing our ignorance. We're naming so that when we when we start talking about something, 
by saying, oh, this is like that. It seems like I'm talking about it's like, but I'm just revealing how little I know about something. Right? This is what Facebook's about. People revealing how little they know about everything. <laughs> we, we, this is what we share. This is a, we're describing what we don't know. Appearing as a, so especially when you're naming God, like these names of God, Vyakta Vyakta Surupini, right? Or Vyakta, or, or, or this name from the Vishwasasana, or Lithasasanam, or on the Bhagavatam. Right? It's, we're describing, we're saying things about something we can't know. Most of it is unknown. Even things we know a lot about, we know, there is infinite more we don't know about about it. That's one of the meanings, Vyakta Avyakta. Describable, indescribable, both because we can or can't, but also some things are beyond our ability, they're unknown to us. Another meaning of Vyakta Vyakta means ma- manifested and unmanifested. That's another meaning. So, manifested, the manifested Brahman is this world, right, of name and form. The unmanifested Brahman is the unmanifested, that is, can't be. It's not manifested. We, ha- we can't describe it because it has not been manifested, right? Right. Uh, uh. So different Puranas mention there's this term Vyakta Vyakta is found throughout the scriptures because it says all the knowers of Brahman have have used have described it in this way. They have described you Vyakta Vyakta. Sorry, you can sit back here. Sorry, there's not much space, but something uh, Vyakta Vyakta. So, it, like for instance, in in the um um uh, uh, so different texts gloss the term. What does Vyakta Vyakta mean? Right, so let's see here. Vyakta Vyakta Sura. I lost it. Matsya Purana. So here, describable, indescribable, manifest, master. Matsya Purana describes it as perishable and imperishable. Vyakta Vyakta. Right, and also these words are known by their use. So in different sources, so what's perish- perishable means that which is changing, that which has form, it's put together and falls apart. Right, it's perishable. Right, neck which is doesn't change, which doesn't die. Right, so you are both the body and 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 the soul. Right, you are both Maya and Brahman. Right, like this, perishable and imperishable. Right, the Nadashinga Purana, which is one of my favorite texts, says Vyakta uh, describes um, uh, uh, Vyakta as Vyakta as the individual, and Avyakta that which is not what's not individual, the collective. Right, so like one soul, one body is vyakta, and avyakta is all bodies. One soul is vyakta, avyakta is the opposite of that. Is you know, if if vyakta means a body or a, or, or a single unit, avyakta is all units. That's another way of describing. So you know, it's like you are both the individual and the collective. You are both one thing and universal. Another way of saying, right? Matsya Purana, Narasimha Purana, Brahmana Purana. Brahmana Purana says vyakta means. That the manifested universe, what is it used in the language of Sankhya, is the 24 tattvas. This is mind, body, the five senses, manas, ahamkara, ego, the five senses, the five uh, uh, elements, the five organs of action, the five organs of uh, knowledge, you know, the tanmantras, like this. In Sankhya, Pakriti, the evolution of Pakriti are analyzed as 24. 24 or 32 depends on different schools. In Kashmir Shaivism, it's 32. In in general Sankhya, it's 24. However, it is. It's just a way of analyzing ele- element. How does to uh, Sankhya means to count and find differences. So you, the material world, this Vyakta is all these categories, described categories, right? And Avyakta is so 20, it means is Pakriti, right? So evolutes of Pakriti. Pakriti means material nature, the material creation in the sense, right? So all the details of creation is, is, is Vyakt, 
and avyakta is mulapakriti itself, right? Nature, nature as it is, before or independent of the of its manifestations, right? I told you that the, even in a little simple story of two trees becoming liberated and saying thank you, you're, you're God, Jai, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's a lot of philosophy. We have to understand Sankhya philosophy all throughout, right? What it says, uh, uh, another word, vyakt means, if it's described, it also means it's exposed or revealed. And avyakta means that which is hidden. Right? So you are the, the, the obvious, the, the aspect of God which is revealed as the world, as divine things and forms and images and murtis and, and ideas of God and forms of people and things and nature and, and that which is hidden. Much is hidden. Very little is shown. There's a, uh, it's my auntie. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, uh. So in the, so in, 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 in Sankhya philosophy, this analytical philosophy, Avyakta is, Avyakta is described as Pakriti. In, in Vedanta is a term, Avyakta is described as, as Brahman. Right? It actually says, uh, 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 it says, that Brahman, it says in, in the Vedanta Sutra, it says that Brahman is Avyakta for the scriptures say so. The scriptures say that the Brahman, that, that, that which is indescribable is known as Brahman. In Sankhya, Pakriti itself is indescribable and its evolutes is describable. In Vedanta, Brahman is indescribable, and Maya is describable, right? So things like this, right? Uh, uh, what else? So other uh, other says that that avyakta and avyakta is subject to mod- to change and modification, and avyakta is that which is unmodifiable, that which doesn't change, right? So in this translation of, uh, uh, of the Bhagavatam by Swami Tapasyananda, he says, uh, Thou art not only the instrumental cause of the universe, but also its material cause too, as this universe in its subtle and gross conditions constitute thy body. The knowers of Brahman experience it. So that's his translation. Because that's one common use in philosophy of Yakta Vyakta, that which is uh, 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 different uh, um, it's describing this whole universe. You are the cause of this universe. How are you the cause? You are both, it's, it's uh, what did he say? Uh, instrumental cause and material cause. Now this gets into, like, uh, into, into uh, um, it's a West, using Western philosophical definition. He's, he's in English, so he's using Western categories to describe uh, uh, Eastern mystical concepts, but it's not in, in incorrect. So instrumental cause, so in, in, in so it's, so it's, but he's saying in a certain sense, you are the cause of the universe. Right, different. Uh, you are both the uh, 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 O Krishna, O Adi Purusha, O Supreme Being, O Great Yogi. You cause this whole. The, the knowers of Brahman say you are the cause of everything, as Vyakta Vyakta. What does it mean? What type of cause are you? Right. So, uh, uh, formal cause. And these are technical things, but there's four. Uh, 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 as per Aristotle, as per Aristotle, right. Uh, there's formal cause, material cause, efficient cause, final cause, simpler cause, instrumental cause. There's many more. Right, and most people don't know. We think, oh, the cause. We say, oh, this is the cause of that. Right, causation is very, and that's a co- common mistake people make when in their posts and things like that. This is this is caused by that. What does it mean? You don't even know how you're using the word cause. We don't think about it. 
right? Simple thing is that most things aren't caused by any things that we think are caused. Correlation, uh, what is it? Uh, correlation and causation aren't the same. But even causation is not. But we really think of causation, right? So formal cause is that which is 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 um, that which something like the cause of this um, uh, kamandulu, right? Is its essence. It's the cause of a kamandulu is kamandaluness. Right, this is very Aristotle, Plato and Aristotle both use the world, you know, it's like a comeliness, right? Material cause is what it's, is, is, is brass, right? The cause, you can say, what caused this? You can say, no, I, I built it, so I'm the cause, or I bought it. Actually, brass is the cause, or the exist, the idea of a kamundulu is a cause, right? There's different types of things that create cause, right? Efficient cause is that which is, uh, is a person who, who, who made it. The the built the person who made it is the cause of it. That's another type of cause. Final cause is what what it's for. The cause of it is to hold water, or in this sense, a microphone. It's now a microphone stand, so that also changes, right? The exemplar cause is uh, is the after which is uh, uh, the pattern in which it's made. The cause of it is is how to make the uh, the, uh, the, the the blueprints of how to make a kamandalu. That's the cause. Without that, you can't build a house, you know. And the instrumental cause uh, uh, is the th like what caused it fire hammers wrenches that made us all these so it's like so by saying that you avyakta vyakta your material cause and 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 the instrumental cause is you're all the you, you it's this universe is made from you you make it you know why it's made right you know how it's made you're the power to make it and it's and you're it, it's made from you all these different aspects of cause are part of this vyakta vyakta so it's a long, it's a very beautiful, I like this term, avyakta. I have a, a friend, uh, Swamiji, Ramakrishna Mission Swamiji, Avyakta Nandapuri. He's a pujari at the Allahabad Ashram. I like, I've always liked his name, Avyakta Nanda. Right? He's the bliss of avyakta. What is avyakta? Is it prakriti? Is it cause? Is it uh, the formless? Is it the unspeakable? Right? All these type of things. You see, the yogis have thought about this, this, these words very... Uh, uh, Krishna Krishna, uh, Krishna Krishna Maha Yogims Tvam Adya Purusha Paraha Vyakta Vyakta Miram Vishram Rupam Te Brahmana Virhu Next verse here. What time is it now? Just so I can keep. Anybody have a watch? 6.20. What is it? 6.20. Okay, we should stop. So I just do these two. Okay. Tvam Ekaha Sarvabhutanam Dehasya Atmendriya Ishwaraha Twam eva kalo bhagavan vishnu avyaya ishwaraha. This is also twam. So you are you are the original person. You are transcended. You are the great yogi. You are uh, avyakt avyakt. Right uh, now it says you twam ekaha. You are one, alone, without a second. You are only one. Twam eka. Right. Sarvabhutanam. You are the one within all beings. Right. So this is giving hints of this vyakt avyakt also. Right. There's all beings are different, but there's only one. There's one one being. So we say in the Chandi, Yadavi Sarvabhuteshu. Right? One, that, that goddess exists in all beings in the form of this, in the form of this, in the form of this, in the form of this. Right? Tvam eka sarvabhutanam. Dehasya atma indriya shuraha. Right? You exist, you are the one that exists, Sarvabhuteshu. Sarvabhutanam here. Right? And all beings mean all people and all. Bhuta is also in all elements, in everything, in everybody and in everything. Atma Bhutanam. Dehasva as the body. You're the one that appears as a body. 
ಆತ್ಮ ದೇಹ ಅಸು ದೇಹ್ಯ ವರ್ಕ್ ದೇಹ ಅಸ್ ಅಸು ಅಸು ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಬ್ರೆಥ್ ಆಸ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ಆಸ್ ಪ್ರಾಣ ಎ ಬ್ರೆಥ್ ರೈಟ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಆಸ್ ಅ ಸೋಲ್ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಆಸ್ ಅ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಇನ್ ಈಶ್ವರ ಈಶ್ವರ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಲೋರ್ಡ್ ಬಟ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಈಗೋ ಯು ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಯೂಸ್ ನ ಲ್ಯಾಂಗ್ವೇಜ್ ಅ ಸಂಖ್ಯೆ ರೈಟ್ ಯು ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ಆಲ್ ಎಲಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಆಲ್ ಬೀನ್ಸ್ ಆಸ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ಆಸ್ ದ ಬ್ರೆಥ್ as the uh, as the atma here atman means mind actually the soul the, the sense of self right uh, is indriya as a power of the senses and as ishwara the controller of that the the ego tvam eva kalo you are time you are this world of changing time the world of uh, of time bhagavan vishnu oh bhagavan vishnu right why avyaya ishwara and you are the you are time and you are avyaya ishwara you are that god who what type of god avyaya means also unchanging you are the changing and the unchanging you are the world of time which manifests as body mind breath ego uh, buddhi all these things all the elements vyakta vyakta but as vyakta you are this you are the world of time and space and causation and as avyakta you are uh, you are actually also unchanging you are you are the ish you are the individual and you are unchanging you are time and you are the eternal right and 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 here uh uh um avyaya does not mean like old or will live a long time you know we really think of like immortality to be will we live a long will live forever right it's like no we it means beyond transcends time the world of time is what it is it's the world of name form time based causation but the truth is also is that is seen as that but it's also the the eternal shining through so actually the next i had two more verses but samaji we uh gave a very nice uh the next two verses also describe a little bit about um uh um uh, being the source and the knower you are also the knower of the field of prakriti it describes like that therefore how could you then how can you actually be known i'm just giving you just a, as a closure we'll go into these verses in, in a couple of weeks that you actually because of this you're actually not knowable right we can't act any we can't say anything about you even though we're saying this is all you but still we can't say anything about you right and it gives the reasons in a very sankhya uh, philosophical way it's step back from knower and known and cause kind of the cause is uh, you can't the, the effect can't know the cause but you know it gets you know it gets a little bit into that but same time here we have 618000 verses describing you right right and there and 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 and, and throughout again and again and again it's exactly saying we we can't this is the, we read this and only to know you but we can't know you right you know only and, and it's so, so actually what who can know god only god can only the absolute can know the absolute the limited can never know but there's a great mystery in the bhagavatam the, the devotional school the bhagavatam the great mystery is that even though you're unknowable you are knowable right so devotion you're known just like the, you're unlimited you're formless you're beyond beginning beyond end you're the beginning the end begun beginning and end yet uh, it says a cowherd girl tied you up right so it's still something so even though you're not you're infinite and inconceivable a cowherd girl tied you up right because of devotion right so you can grasp some, you're ungraspable this is our first statement you're ungraspable right yet still th- yet they're seeing him 
right? They're seeing a little baby. They're they, they're holding him. They're they're talking to him. You know, she's tying. They're playing with him. And different people have different relationships. So by bhakti, this is a as we go as we tie these verses in bit by bit, we'll see how. Uh, 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 so it's a f- both philosophical about the nature of the absolute, but also devotional. How do we know the absolute? By the mind, you can't. Sri Krishna said, Swami Ambikananda translated this beautiful line. He says, you can read in for a million, ten million years. You'll know nothing of her qualities, of Kali's qualities. Right, that, that, that's the bolt. You can put that on, you open inside, every book of philosophy should start with that. You reason for ten million years, you'll never know any of her qualities. Yeah, but we have to, but thinking about her changes us as a think, thing about it, you know. So, we both are, we're supposed to think about her while never forgetting that we can't, can't grasp. You know, but something, something. <laughs> so, anyway, is there any? Uh, my idea, the uh, we've been the way we've been doing. We, I usually pick a big chunk. Like I would have done, you know, these fifteen verses, the good section. Let's do the let's do the hymn of, and 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 go, in way into arati like this, and then we run out of time every week, right? So I, <laughs> we're changing mode, which I or, or on the Kali Sasanama we do want to do a verse, right? It's like six seven names, right? The next week, next week. But sometimes we're rushing, rushing, rushing. So better we just, I'm thinking, of course, Swamiji came today, so we adjusted to his schedule. But like we'll try to do is, rather than taking chunks, taking periods of time, right? So we can discuss some, whatever verses we can discuss for about an hour or so, and then have a little bit of, if there's any questions or like that. We only have a, two minutes for questions, but are there any <laughs> questions or comments or clarifications on this? These very simple and <laughs> easy to understand points. Yeah. No. Sorry to bring up Aristotle in the middle of a Bible time class. I, it hurt me to do it, but I couldn't help it. I had to. <laughs> he brought it up. Tabasinanda brought the these language up. What did you call this structure again? It's the first time I've heard the word. Hmm? What did you call this structure? The structure? Yes. I don't know that I mentioned the structure. Or <laughs> uh, okay. Then uh, Oh no, it's just a kutir. Kutir means just hut. Yeah, kutir. I may have, may have used that kutir. Kutir, yeah. Kutir means like a small hut where yogis live and practice. So. This one's made of mud. Mostly. Mostly, mostly. Anything? Anybody? Is there not. any kind of significance to the Arjuna trees? Is that like an obvious kind it's of... It's a type of... It's not the same Arjuna as... Not named after. Maybe Arjuna is named after. I don't know that type of tree, but those type of trees there are some meaning to it. Why those trees are chosen or described? They're an Ayurvedic tree, and so they're they're known tree, the type of tree, and their brand, their bark is constantly pulled off of them for medicine to use. People go into the forest and, and cut and remove the bark to use for medicines, right? So it's also something that even as trees, they don't and also it matches their crime of being naked in front of a sage. Right, so they're staying naked. As soon as they they build a little bit of thing, they get people cut and and, and strip them naked again. They're constantly, they're u- they're a useful tree, right? They're, and they're constantly being stripped, and cut, right? And they have no choice but to bear and tolerate. You know, it's part of their punishment and their purification. So the second they go, but you see what happens, right? Uh, from, of course, it took some thousands of years, but tree life is not so bad. Uh, I wouldn't mind being a tree, perhaps. But uh, you go from from uh, playboy womanizer uh, drunk person to knowing the nature of the absolute truth right you know so whatever it worked that period of time because our Narada said actually Narada Muni there's a saying that the, the rishis only give blessings right there's a great line I mentioned it a few weeks ago when we bring up the story 
uh, we saw on a TV program, but it's like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful line, where somebody approaches some sadhu and tries to steal something. Hey, give me that. Anyway. And the sadhu says, yeah, I, have, I have only, sannyasi, sadhus, yogis, only have three things to give you. We can give you blessings, we can give you curses, or we can give you knowledge. Which one do you want? Right? You know, if, if you're asking for blessing, I'll give you blessing. If you want knowledge, I'll give you knowledge. Or if you want a curse, I'll give you a curse. There's no, there's no fourth thing you can ask for or get from a sadhu. But sadhus only give blessings. They give knowledge of the blessing, a blessing is a blessing, and a curse is a blessing. So Narada, the beautiful line, says, in order to bless these two great souls that got so bewildered and so lost, right, I shall give them a curse. Right? So, and, 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 you, and, and Narada Numa is not one to curse. He's usually one that's only giving knowledge and blessings, right? There's other yogis who are famous for cursing, like, Dur- like Durvasa. Durvasa is constantly, you walk in, it's like, what? You're sitting there and not, that may you be the, but, but those curses, there's a great line in scripture. It says, my curses bring only blessings to the world. Right? They're harsh. Some, some, some people you come, some, you know, like, we know many yogis and sadhus and each one, some, you know, some of them, every moment with them is, is a curse and a blessing both. You know, it's like their, their blessings are rough. Right? You know, it's like every encounter is going to be for your good. You know, like, you know, what Swamiji said, that sword is also for our good. It's supposed to protect us and to trim us <laughs> can also you know but that's also a blessing right so uh so you see that that from that there because of their great souls that got bewildered a sage felt compassion for them you're not like oh my god they didn't respect me and they're so low class and let them you know just get rid of them it wasn't that he was thinking let me do good to them how to do good to them right no they're drunk and they're they're, they're drunk right so they're not any amount of instruction is not going to help them and what blessing are you going to give them oh may you be happy kalyana may good come to you what does that mean to a drunk person? It means you know, more happiness, more, more, more wine, more money, a better position. Dad won't be angry with me. Let me use a car. You know, they're they're in that spoiled position. You know, so the real blessing here was, may you lose this, may you lose your position, right? And it, and he even gives them. We didn't read these a few weeks ago. He gives the exact uh, reason. He says that that uh, the real problem, money polluted them. Right, and and if unless they lose that position, they won't. They'll never come to their senses. They'll never feel compassion for others. They never, and he even gives like what people do when they get money and they get power. It's like, oh, I'm so important. Then pretty soon, they're, you know, then it doesn't matter what dar- what's dharma, a dharma to a rich person, right? What's clean, unclean? What's cruel and uncruel? I can eat whatever I want. Doesn't matter what animals. Like even uses they, the most cruel. They they're killing all kinds of animals. It doesn't matter. I can, I, I've earned it. I paid for it. What's the problem? Right? You know, it's like without even thinking what the effect is, but it, you see a little poor, I mean, this is not glorification, not trying to glorify poverty, right? But he says that somebody who's a little suffering a little bit has, has experienced some lack is compassionate towards other people's suffering, right? So this is, a, let, them, let them suffer a little bit and the compassion and wisdom will awaken, will awaken in them. Very nice uh, section. Anything else? Anybody? How do you know? Them saying Mahayogi. Yes, yes. Is, is there more Im- implications there of why of, of the first words that they say when they see? Had they been meditating on? The it Lord it, all it this could time be because maybe they're because they're in meditation all this time. They became like yogis and so. But most commentaries say is that because that he's because Krishna is Vishnu is considered the supreme mystic. Meaning he has he has all knowledge and power. He knows, so he knew what to do. Right, you know, like there, I, there's an example I've seen. I know I'm not, not personally present, but some Tibetan yog, Tibetan lamas came to do some mandala uh, somewhere, mm-hmm. and somebody took them to a forest like that, and they came. Oh, this is I, there's some, some spirits trapped here. 
So they sat down and did a big puja to release those. They could feel their yogis, mm. their mystics. Mm. Here it means mystics. Mm. Mm. You know, they could feel there's something needs to be, you know, it's like there's something they could feel there. And we, mm. we, do, we have to do something to liberate those so there's still souls trapped in this. Maybe something happened a long time back and they're trapped here. Some violence was done here and we need to fix it. They can feel it. So that's the commentaries usually give something mm. a little bit to that, mm. calling him a, a yogi in that sense, is that he has. You know, because he's demonstrating, if, you, if all of a sudden it's, oh, and you can see, little boy, four or five years old, sees two trees, ah, in ancient times, Narada gave a curse to the sons of Kubera, and to, to, to obey Narada's curse, and to liberate these two great devotees, I shall break it. That's not a, that's not a little boy, mm-hmm. right? And it's not also this Vyakta Vyakta, these are, these are big philosophical points. This is, this is the work of a yogi. Mm-hmm. So Krishna has all these categories, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Later, Krishna will demonstrate and teach many things about yoga, but... Mm-hmm. But uh, here, yogi means uh, like um, uh, 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 somebody of mystic abilities and powers. You know, of course, yoga brings those powers. So he demonstrates perfect mysticism, psychic, uh, like magical, mystical mm. attainments, siddhis or something like that. You know. Ooh. Oh, mom, mom, mom. Thank you for your kind of attention. Authority.